0: Let me tell you about who deserves a shot at the United States. Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most... The guy that I think has earned a title shot, L. Dandy. I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam up guy. Oh, I don't see any oh. reason. Wait a minute, L. Dandy has been wrestling in, in in the cruiserweight division here. Please, he's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sake, he's a 50 pounds different. Who difference. are you to, to, to doubt L. Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious. How about, a, how about hypnosis? Let's get throw. Psychosis, or psychosis. Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler. You know.
1: Hello, and welcome to episode 249 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jaunet.
2: Hey, friend.
1: What's going on, friend? How are you?
2: I haven't been at that place all week. (laughs)
1: Uh, So uh, the things that we talked about last week came to fruition
3: and
2: everything was all
1: good psychics
2: nice i mean listen i don't know because <laughs> i haven't heard nothing either way but oh, okay. i
1: just yeah just, I'm just, gonna just as long as your key card works on monday it's all good
2: eh, that'd be a that'd be a thing if it didn't
1: <laughs> no harm no
2: foul i would be like well guess i'm going back home again <laughs> Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me not even put that in the air. No, everything will be great on Monday. Yes,
1: yes. Yes. And you'll be looking forward to Thursday once again. Of
2: course. Because we got to talk about what happened on this Sunday. So, yes.
1: That's right. We're here on this episode of the WrestleCast to preview SummerSlam weekend. The hashtag for the live tweet on Sunday will be hashtag SummerSlam's. So we'll get right into the SummerSlam card. More than likely, this match will be taking place on the pre-show as Drew Gulak will be defending his Cruiserweight Championship versus Oni Lorkin. Now we're going to play a little bit different version of who you got. We're going to have a different part of the preview since it's only the two of us. It's not as compelling. We don't have that third person to mess things all up when it comes to the voting. So, Miss mm-hmm. Didi Jaunet, you don't really have to answer for this match because I know you don't really know who these two guys are. But the today's game, we're going to do what you want to happen and then what you think will happen. Okay. Okay. So, Drew Gulak versus Oni Lorkin. Drew Gulak is probably going to win that match. But I really hope that Oni Lorkin has a really good showing and the people are in their seats and they're ready to watch them when they come out because, uh, yeah, they're going to put on a show.
2: I like Oni Larkin's name, so I want him to win. All right. But I don't know enough about either one to like feel like I know what's going to happen.
1: I understand that. I understand that. Alright, so next up we have Goldberg <laughs> versus Dolph Ziggler. So Miss Janay, e. what do you think's gonna happen?
2: I I feel like Goldberg's gonna win.
1: Okay what do you want to have it?
2: I want off to him not because I feel any way about Goldberg he's my you know bald bay, but he's 50 and then I still feel like when you're that old there's no reason for you to be winning matches when you're like mostly retired old as hell <laughs> you know out, out of wrestling shape you should not be winning matches I don't, don't care how I don't care he just shouldn't win realistically he wouldn't win like this ain't a street match this is wrestling and he ain't wrestled since the last time he lost in a wrestling match so he should not win this
1: it's true that's true okay what I think is going to happen is I think this match is going to last about mm, 37 seconds (laughs) and Goldberg's going to win what I want to happen is Goldberg wins and then somehow Matt Riddle like tries to jump the rail and start something with Goldberg because, you know, he's been criticizing Goldberg on the internet.
2: He has?
1: Oh, yeah, he has. Wow. Yeah. They got, he's got a big problem for Goldberg. Why? Uh, Because he doesn't think Goldberg's a good wrestler. He doesn't think he's a safe wrestler. And, uh hmm. yeah.
3: Gasp.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I would love to see, like, Matt Riddle try to, like, jump the rail and they have to hold them back and they try to start like a program between Goldberg and Matt Riddle that they could maybe work out for Survivor Series.
2: That's interesting. I would like to see them like face to face because I don't know what they would look like against each other. Like in my head, Matt Riddle is much taller than him and much linkier than him. Mm-hmm. But like is that the truth? Maybe he's only like an inch taller than him. Like I would like to see the physical matchup of that.
1: Right. It would be a lot of fun if that did happen.
2: Hmm. I can see that.
1: Next up, Trish Stratus versus Charlotte Flair. <laughs> All right, same deal. What do you th- think's gonna happen first?
2: I I think Charlotte's going to win.
1: Really? Even though,
2: it's, even though it's Canada, it's Charlotte, and I don't know what she has in her contract, but I don't. I don't see her losing.
1: Okay. What do you want to have? It?
2: I want her to lose, <laughs> the Princess of Canada deserves everything, whatever church wants she should get, she should win, even though I just said retired people shouldn't win. I know what I said. I am a hypocrite. I don't care I don't care
1: it's on a it's on a retiree basis, right?
2: yeah, it's like also here's the thing if you're not going to give the rest, the young female wrestlers their chance, like if you're not going to give Asuka and AOE and all the other 18 girls in the back of chance, but you're just going to randomly give Charlotte a match just because like that's not fair, and she should lose because you don't deserve a match because you have no storyline. This is shenanigans. So I want Trish to win. Alright.
1: I expect Trish to win. Because it's Charlotte in Canada and they could and they could maybe get another big match out of it. What I want to happen is I just want Trish to have a really good match and, you know, show give Charlotte a really good test. I don't know if Charlotte actually gets tested in her matches a lot. So mm-hmm. I just want Charlotte to get a really good test. Even if Trish does come up short, I want her to have a really good match and make Charlotte have to, you know, respect her at the end.
3: Hmm.
1: All right. The tenant on SmackDown, AJ Styles, is yeah. defending his United States Championship against Ricochet. Yeah. All right, Mr. Eugenie So, what do you think is going to happen?
2: <clears throat> I think since AJ Styles is on the John Cena protocol, that AJ Styles is going to win at SummerSlam. Ah.
1: So we know the opposite is what you want to happen, right?
2: Correct, because it's just like John Cena. Anybody (laughs) but John Cena. Yes. Yes, yes.
1: I think Ricochet is going to win this. Okay. Uh, What I want to happen is I want Ricochet to like really beat his ass, like not have any interference from the club, but really take it to him and beat him and make it decisive. Mm. I don't know though they've been putting over the club so strong
2: mm-hmm. they even gave the boy his little face paint back so. I know it's ugly but maybe it's supposed to be that way
1: <laughs> next up the Glow's favorite Finn Balor versus <laughs> the Fiend Bray Wyatt Miss D.D. Janet. what do you think is going to happen
2: I think the fiend's gonna win. Oh, is it for real? For real? Well, it's probably just gonna be Finn. It's not yeah.
1: It's gonna. It's there's no no context of the demon here.
2: So then it should be that the demon that the fiend wins keeps harassing him, brings the the demon out later, later, mm. later, later, much later. So I, I feel like, and I, and I felt like anyway, that The Fiend was going to win just because you can't have months of buildup for this special character, and then he loses his first match. That would be problematic. So I feel like The Fiend is going to win, and I want The Fiend to win.
1: Okay. I think The Fiend is going to win as well. What I want to happen... Is I want the fiend to win, then I want him to beat up Finn Balor really, really, really bad afterwards. <laughs> like really bad.
2: Mm. I don't know that I need him beat up real bad. I just want him to like yeah, like, let me in at some point. But then maybe. <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> Bailey versus Ember Moon for the SmackDown Women's Championship.
3: Mmm.
2: It's an interesting conundrum that I find myself in. Do I, do I root for the, the person of color with a shit ton of black friends? Or do I root for the black girl with seemingly no black friends?
1: Oh. That's a very interesting dynamic here, isn't it?
2: What do, what do we do? Because it's like, either way, seem seems ethnic. Mm-hmm. But, honestly, I really did use the for Ember. I enjoy her. I don't kind of enjoy like when she was having those issues with Mandy Rose and she was like in the back reading like Tolstoy or whatever the fuck she was reading. <laughs> <laughs> it was like you're sitting up here you got fire engine red braids in your hair. You got red contacts and you're reading like Marie Kondo's books. Like this it, it doesn't make sense to me. But I actually do like Emma Moon and, and she deserves well does she deserve a title? She's good enough to win a title. I'll say that. So if she won the title, I wouldn't be mad. But I don't know that I think she's going to win. I don't know what I think of this match. I don't think I'd be disappointed either way. I just want it to be a good match.
1: Okay. All right.
2: Yeah.
1: I think Bailey's going to win. And I hope that they like start the next program with somebody right after this match. This this is one of those matches that looks like Ember could get beat quick
3: mm-hmm. and then
1: somebody might like run in and try to challenge Bailey for the next title shot and to start off like the next week of Raw or SmackDown. Okay. But that's just me.
3: <laughs>
1: Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton for the WWE title. <laughs> I think it's pretty universal what we both want and what we both Correct. think.
2: <laughs> what do you think? I know what we want. What do you think?
1: Oh, I think this is going to be the Kofi Kingston one-shining moment. He going to get revenge on Randy Orton? Everybody Oh, you know. think so? Oh, yes, sir.
3: Hmm.
2: I don't have faith in white people. <laughs> <laughs> so I just... I can't get there. Do you have faith? But, do you have faith hmm?
1: in do you have faith in Paul Heyman? No. No? Okay.
2: No. No.
1: I can understand why you wouldn't have faith in Vince, but maybe you No,
2: have I have less than zero faith in Vince. It's like on the scale of Caucasian people I trust, right? Maury Povich is up there, right? <laughs> 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 who else uh, Dr. Oz is kind of a charlatan but you know I trust him on the general things just not on like supplements and shit right. um uh, and then Paul Heyman and then like <laughs> below the bar on the floor that's where Vince is right, I, oh no Elias is up there somewhere I trust in Elias Okay, because okay. I walk with Elias <laughs> so yeah Emma Moripovich Povich and Dr. Oz is Elias he's somewhere in there
1: so you don't expect Kofi to win, huh? No,
2: I don't expect anything. I want to ever have happen, just generally in life.
1: <laughs> this is gonna be a hell of a match. I think they're gonna have a really good match. I think so too. Just yeah. Randy doesn't wrestle that much anymore, so he doesn't. You're not like burn out on him. Yeah, like everybody he else. Be
2: well rested. You mm-hmm. See, haven't seen him do the set, same seven sets, the same seven ways with the same person or do so,
1: right, yeah. right. Next up, Becky Lynch versus Natalia for the Raw Women's Championship in a submission match.
2: Okay, here's the thing. Natty deserves, but I don't like Natalia. Yeah,
1: you 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 do have a weird relationship with Natalia.
2: Because she's really pretty and she's a great wrestler. She's shit on the mic, but that doesn't matter. She's but she's just ah, she's meh. And the fact that she's like besties with Beth Phoenix is like it explains it. You're both boring as fuck. Like, my God. You're achingly boring. Like the most interesting thing about her for months was like the damn caddiers. Like <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so like I do not I d I don't I don't want her to win. And I don't know that I expect her to win, but I kinda of feel like She's due for a win, so I don't know. Like, it seems like it's being built for her to win. It's Canada, but then again, they don't really fuck with Canadians. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know.
1: I expect this to have a lot of elements of Stone Cold and Bret Hart. The submission match from, I think that was Survivor Series. I don't think it was a WrestleMania match. I think it was a Survivor Series match. It's a submission mm. match the one where Stone Cold passed out in the uh, the the famous shot where the blood mm. is and in a sharpshooter. So maybe that will be what happens to Becky, where the
2: pass out don't yeah, tap out.
1: Yeah, but mm. I don't know if she'll lose the title, but but maybe like after the match or something. Hmm.
2: So I could see that. Like mm. she wins and Talia breaks. Puts her in the mood and won't let it go. Mm-hmm. Everybody comes out to get her to release, but she still won't release. I can see
1: that.
2: Mm-hmm. I can see her winning and still being a bitch. Like I don't know. I don't know. That's
1: this is actually pretty cool because it's kind of t- tough to call. I mean, you would think that Becky would just be the winner just because. I mean, you know, she's got some pretty cool stuff going on, like the cover mm-hmm. of the video game. But
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, this is still Toronto. They could they go be there for a couple of days in a row, so.
2: Yeah, somebody Canadian
1: gotta win. Yeah, he gave Natalia a um, you know, two week run with the belt or whatever.
2: Somebody Canadian gotta win. So
1: why not Natty Bo? Uh, yeah, of course. I think so too. And then the main event of the evening, Brock Lesnar defends the universal title against Seth Rollins.
2: Wait a minute. I hate to digress. So after all of this, there's still no Samoan match on the card.
1: Uh, no. But this mm. is good because they gotta they they leaving something for next month.
2: You next month? You think they're not just gonna slide it in and like, oh, BT Dubs, here's a new match we didn't tell you about.
1: Oh no, they're gonna build it because uh, it's not gonna be what you think. It's not gonna be Joe versus Joe.
2: Well, right now is now isn't it rolling?
1: Right, but again, like, because it's had, but, because they did because of what we were about to talk about on SmackDown, and it was so short,
2: they want yeah.
1: to build. See, there's different people in charge. Vince ain't in charge oh, anymore, so
2: gotcha.
1: so they they're trying to like build some stuff, you know. So
2: you're saying I'm used to the old timeline where like they're gonna make it up and resolve it in two weeks, right? And you're saying it's gonna last at least until the next pay per view,
1: right? Because now, you know, you got to get the explanation on why he did it. And then, you know what I'm saying? Then you got to have like a match between Rowan and, and um,
2: okay.
1: Roman. Okay. You know, you got to have the steps.
2: So, do you think that there will be an interaction at SummerSlam between them?
1: Probably. In some way? Yes. Okay. Yes.
2: Okay. Yes.
1: There's going to be something. Okay. Roman. Okay. I don't expect Roman not to be walking through the back trying to find out. Where they at? Because everybody should be there. Mm.
2: Yeah. yeah. So they want the pay per view money. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, they gonna fuck up catering. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, do you think Brock Lesnar is gonna continue his all out assault on Seth Rollins, or does yeah, Seth sure do. pull it out?
2: Lesnar. I don't mean to like give anybody a spoiler for what happened during the week, but when stuff came out and then skin tight ass jeans and wasn't faking his injuries i was like oh this is a done deal like you're never gonna tell me you're so beat up but somehow you managed to put on skin tight jeans have you tried to put on skinny jeans i know you're a man of a certain age so you probably still on boot cut
1: No, I have not tried to put on a pair of skinny jeans, and I'm more of a relaxed fit guy myself.
2: Ah, see, I knew I knew you didn't wear skinny jeans. (laughs) I was right about that part. So, I know you don't wear skinny jeans. Imagine trying to put on fucking like compression pants, right? With
1: bad ribs,
2: with with hurt ribs, your body's like, why would you do a thing like that? You wouldn't. Like, if there was any day for Seth Rollins to wear his good gray sweatpants, it would have been the day after. (laughs) rock lesnar fucked you up so in my head when he came out i was like oh clearly he's fine well he's not fine he's stupid so if this is what you've done and you're fucked up upon fucked up you're already 200 pounds less than a nigga to begin with i ain't no way you winning not without shenanigans and don't know but don't nobody like you but roman and he got other shit to deal with so or unless becky came and did something but then that's like you know at the Maria, the Maria Canela shit. So no, uh, Brock's going to win, and I hate everything about it.
1: <laughs> the mind of Miss Didi Janet at work. I think <laughs> that I am. I think that Brock Lesnar is going to win as well.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, what I hope happens is that Brock Lesnar wins, and he continues just to be Universal Champion and make everybody mad. I love it. It's my favorite.
2: Why do you love it? Why are you on your let the world burn shit?
1: Because I don't think that the, the champion has to be on the show all the time. I hate having
2: I don't, th- I title don't think he has to be the there time. all the time. But I just here's the thing. I told spi- you this. Before. They could
1: spice it up and have him like at least send in a video every once in a while. I do agree with that.
2: I just don't like the idea of this man working one day a quarter he's a champion. Like, it pisses me off. That's like, you already don't thing. talk. You already don't talk because you have Paul Heyman. So you're already not doing that. So all the things that I shit on Natty about, you don't even have to do. Because you get to have Paul Heyman on your back. So you get to skip out on the shit that ruins most people. You're ugly. And then you're not even there. And there's nothing to sell you except you're, like, this killing machine. But you're not charming. You're not, like, even Suddenly hateful? You're not the fiend, you're just this asshole. And I'm supposed to forget that that uh Goldberg beat your ass in three seconds a couple years ago. Cause that don't fit the storyline. But now you're this unbeatable horse. Because oh my god, that's what Paul Heyman said. And you can beat up skinny guys in skinny jeans. I'm terrified. Like yes. Go beat up go beat up somebody who matters. Go beat the Joe. Who, Joseph Samoa Joseph? Go beat up my big boy. Oh, I miss my big boy. Get go beat up somebody who's also big. That's what I want. Like I don't need you trying to beat up these little skinny boys. It's not that. That's not interesting.
1: <laughs> they unfortunately uh, keep robbing us of the Brock Lesnar Braun Strowman title match.
2: That was what I was thinking. I could not think of his name to save my life, but that's who I meant. Like. I know. There will never be a better day in my life than when he, like... What did he do to that man? Didn't he drop a shit ton of shit on him? That was a great day in my life. (laughs) Like, we need to keep that going. Like, I want to keep that energy. And says you got him fighting small ass Seth Rollins, and I'm not interested. I want Seth Rollins against somebody like a ricochet. Give me a show. I'm not interested in the David and Glass bullshit. That's me. I'm Uh, different. I know. I know.
1: Well, you can get more of these commentary with color in our live tweet on Sunday use the hashtag summer also if you're going to watch the pre-show use the hashtag say no to pre-shows uh, Miss Di- Didi Jaunet will not be a part of that live tweet
3: sure won't
1: but she will be there for Summer Slams. So I know a lot of people are having issues with the new WWE Network. So hopefully it allows y'all to cast it to y'all's big TVs and things like that. And y'all don't have to like resort to watching on y'all's tablets or phones. Because WWE will not hear the end of that shit. <laughs> but please join us. And it will be a lot of fun. It's one of our big events. We usually get a lot of people discover the podcast and a live tweet. Because, you know, it's such a big spectacle, and uh we'll say hello to the new folks and what's up to the regulars. So, looking forward to Sunday. I think it's going to be a good card. Not as many matches. So, some of those matches should be pretty long and pretty good, hopefully. And hopefully the crowd's into it, because if the crowd ain't into it, no matter how good the matches are, it's going to make it all seem like it sucks.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Hopefully they have a crowd like y'all had in NXT Brooklyn last year. When you listen.
2: Listen, I... S-
1: but, I know, right?
2: Yeah, even when we left, I believe they were. I believe the fans were wrestling outside of the bar. <laughs> I would not doubt it. I believe that's what I saw from the Derek Caucasian. Have yeah. you seen
1: the um, thing on Twitter with the these two black guys just wrestling in random places? They were like wrestling in Walmart. They were wrestling in yeah. McDonald's.
2: I saw it and I was like, you're too old. You're bones are too brittle.
1: <laughs> Somebody got a Canadian. They did a Canadian destroyer in Walmart.
2: Like, I, I have see doing? things like that and I'm just like did you not love yourselves did you, did you Well, like, how did, how did you decide to do this did you try it out and I was like that don't hurt I'm as bad as I thought let's keep doing that like that don't make sense to me <laughs> but you know who are me to judge you know
1: well let's see what you thought about Monday Night Raw you can judge that for me
2: okay I love judging things if you can't tell
1: so, we start off with a... Uh, all the wrestlers are out on the stage for the 10-bill salute for the uh, victims of the two mass shootings last week. So, classy gesture by WWE.
2: You thought it was classy.
1: It was respectful.
2: I might be a dick, but I was like, if you're gonna do it for those and not the one that's gonna happen, like, every other time, like, why this time?
1: Yeah. Well, I guess they just tried to... just. It was such a... Back to back thing and dominated the whole yeah. weekend. They just you know it was in the news, so you know it's just-
2: yeah. And it was awful. And I'm not trying to say don't do it, but I'm just
1: yeah. You, you got know, the precedent I, has been set, right?
2: Yeah, and it's like you're not gonna keep doing this because you know you know how America is, right? This is not a one off. So I'm just saying.
1: So Raw has a brand new opening. it was- doing
3: it's fire
1: yeah it was kind of it was going quite well until samoa joe shut that shit down (laughs) he's on the uh announce desk and he is screaming at michael cole and and renee and corey he's denying trying to kill roman on smackdown last week joe claims that he's been wrongly accused commentary says the wwe universe doesn't think it is an accident joe calls them all idiots he says, you know, they got more cameras around here than a dystopian state. And on none of them will you find Samoa Joe. <laughs> so they show the uh, angle again. Joe says he was nowhere to be seen and he will shut the show down when Roman Reigns arrives. And he will wait in the middle of the ring for his apology. And that's when Becky's music plays and she makes her way to the ring. <laughs> so what do you think about Samoa Joe? going nuts on Michael Cole.
2: <laughs> well, anytime somebody yells at Michael Cole, an angel gets its wings. So that's fine. But, I, you know, I'm a practical gal, and it's like well, it's Joe. Joe didn't say anything to you. Like, Roman didn't say you did it. It's just that you look guilty as shit. So it's like, why you want an apology from it? You'd be better off getting one from the damn editor of all them videos.
1: <laughs> I really liked it. I watched it again today and he was like, he was talking to him and then like when he stopped Michael Cole was just looking at him and his eyes all big. He was like, okay Cole this is the time where you talk, where you get paid to do. (laughs) (laughs) And Corey Graves jumps in and he's like, nah, mm -mm, I'm not buying it. (laughs) Good stuff. Natalia and Trish Stratus. Versus Becky Lynch and Charlotte. Now, nothing makes sense about Becky Lynch and Charlotte being on teams.
2: No, it doesn't. That's shenanigans.
1: Yeah, that's somebody made a mistake.
2: It was one of those things where it's like, who? <laughs>
1: Why? Right. They got the right four people. They just got the wrong combinations. It
2: was like they didn't even try.
1: Right. Becky, tags yourself in. Then Charlotte blindsides Becky and then just walks to the back. Natalia locks on the sharpshooter. Becky fights and she makes the ropes. Natalia won't break and she gets disqualified for kicking too much ass. (laughs) Trish jumps in the ring to try to get Natalia off of Becky. And then Natalia ends up shoving Trish to the ground and they kind of exchange words. And Natalia just storms out to the back. And so Trish ends up like consoling Becky, who's you know in agony because she just got put in a sharpshooter for like two minutes.
3: Mm.
1: This doesn't really work that well. I can't believe they flew Trish to wherever this was. I didn't write the where it was this week, but
2: on in Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah, Pittsburgh. There you go. wasn't that far from Toronto, but still, they had her get on a plane, leave her kids, just to stand (laughs) on the outside of the ring.
2: Yeah, that's a choice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what? They
1: could have just did some more promos or
3: something.
1: Hmm. I, I that didn't work for me. Uh, Rey Mysterio versus Andrade. This always works for me. Why they see? You notice how they be taking all the fire shit from SmackDown like six months ago, and now they're putting it on mm-hmm. Raw.
2: Well, you know. But it's still we, fire. We do what we can. <laughs>
1: So, Rey Mysterio versus Andrade. Andrade blocks the Hurricane Rana into a buckle bomb, follows with double knees and compass for a two count. Rey then counters into a Mexican destroyer for his own two count, and the 619 follows, and Zelina Vega distracts Rey Mysterio. The top rope splash from Rey eats the knees, and the cradle by Andrade gets two count. Rey cradles Andrade for his own two count. Andrade hits power bomb and goes for Rey's mask. Selena Vega then cheap shots Ray and the Hammerlock DDT connects and Andrade gets to win. Those boys have really good chemistry and they have really good matches. They need a pay per view match. They've had a lot of really good matches on TV, but they haven't had that one final pay per view match. It might be a hair versus mask match because he keeps fucking Ray's mask. Hmm. Could you you see, the Mexicans Could you see Andrade with no hair? No. no. Yeah, you, you won't. Rayo just lose his mask again if that was to come but down no to it. he takes needs to keep the mask. <laughs> if he takes the no contacts, if he, if he takes those weird contacts out, he'll be fine. It's,
2: it's not the contacts. No I, remember, I, I remember what he looked like. And that was 20 years ago. It didn't get better. That's not how that works. <laughs> Oh, he needs the mask. Okay, if you say so. I do. Everybody who saw it would say the same thing. Ask the ladies of the glow. (laughs) We can put put out a poll. I know I'm right.
1: (laughs) Maria, she's at her OBGYN appointment. She mocks Mike, and then she heads in to the doctor's, to the nurse's office, rather. Maria, she's cradling her championship and she says Mike only has one job and that's to protect her while she's in this appointment. So mm-hmm. Mike says, you know, that of course he's going to do that because, you know, she's the love of his life. And as he hugs Mike, the nurse turns out to be a referee. <laughs> she counts the three on Mike's back and Mike is now the new 24-7 champion. <laughs> So makes
3: sense.
1: yeah, we all wondered how they were going to get the title off of her. Who was going to be the person to do it? And did you feel like you, this was disappointing, or did you feel like they did the best they could for the situation?
2: I feel like her husband pinning her is really only the the oh. most workable answer. Because <laughs> <laughs> like anybody else, in you're. I'm sorry. Anybody else in you're instantly like the bad guy asshole and it doesn't matter that she's awful you pinned a pregnant woman like who are you <laughs> so like her her husband is it, it's probably the correct answer
1: so R-Truth is waiting in disguise in the reception area Mike comes out with the title R-Truth tosses a baby at Mike he cradles Mike for the win and R-Truth is now an 11 time 24 7 champion a fake baby. Yes, yes, okay, yes. A yes. baby doll. A baby doll. Thank you. Thank you.
2: You're,
1: you're welcome. Don't want to have people thinking that they're <laughs> out here using live props. <laughs> <laughs> like, like who would even trust their baby with R Truth? First of all.
2: Not even his wife. Like, <laughs> God.
1: <laughs> Becky is interviewed and she comments on Sunday's match with Natalia. And Becky says she made WWE get behind her, not like Natalia just hoping people like her enough to not fire her. She mocks Natalia for total divas and all of her cat Instagram selfies. He says Becky will give her Becky says she will give people a new hero to root for. Natalia is then interviewed and says there will be a huge celebration on Sunday when she wins because she refuses to tap out and she will end Becky's career.
2: Here's my thing. Yes, ma'am. As as a as a clear not fan of Natalia. It's one thing to interview and talk to the person <laughs> who's interviewing you. It's quite another to use your interview to first person call out your opponent and and focus your words like you're speaking directly to Becky, but then you're not even staring in the camera. She's talking like Becky is behind the person interviewing her. And then we get a side view of her while she's like, "Becky, you da da da. No, turn your head, face the camera when you're gonna say your hot shit. If you're gonna spit hot fire, you have to put it to the camera, not to the side. But maybe I'm just nitpicking.
1: No, I'm that's correct, a, that's but a, that's maybe a good I'm nitpicking critique because I was just I was just impressed that they interviewed Becky. And she had, she said what she had to say, and then apparently Natalia got to hear it, and then she said what she wanted to say, countered off of that. That's
2: that that's fine. That. I think that's great, but
1: yes, they gotta sh- frame it and shape it a lot better. Yeah, for
2: camera. Like it's an interview, but there's a camera, and if you're talking to Becky, talk to Becky in the camera. <sighs> Maybe. And then I feel like a bitch because it's like, I don't have anything great to say about Natty, but whatever.
1: People who listen to this podcast, it's not new to them, so they understand.
2: They know I hate everything but a lie, so it's okay. (laughs) Like, I have already said (laughs) I should be established. People should understand me at this point.
1: It's time for Paul Heyman and Brock. Brock, uh, Paul does his usual thing. He says that Brock has instructed him to educate us all. Seth was supposed to be the Beast Slayer, the one man that had Brock's number, the architect that could burn down Suplex Silly in the face of the new generation of WWE stars. So he shows footage of Brock beating the hell out of Seth Rollins last week. Brock just laughs at the footage and Paul says he begged Brock to stop his attack and he failed. He said WWE needs a, hear, a new hero, but he found out that Seth is here tonight. He doesn't know why the fans would cheer this, because Seth will go down in a blaze of glory. Seth arrives in his skinny jeans, flips out with his chair. It's a trap. Seth Rollins rushes Brock, but Brock just kicked that man in the gut, and it was over from there.
3: Yeah.
1: So Brock starts working him over, chair shots to the back, to the ribs. Brock slams Seth into the buckles, rips off his shirt, shoves Seth down. Seth tries to fight back, fails miserably. Brock continues to beat him down, and then he hits an F5, and he finally stops the beating. At least until they came back, because they showed (laughs) us during the commercial break that Brock hit another F5 on Seth. The refs come out to check on Seth. Seth grabs the mic. cuts a promo. He says that he wonders if it's worth it. He loves this so much, and he would do anything to protect it, even if it gets him beat to a pulp week after week. It's still worth it to him because it's all he is. This is all he ever wanted, and it's all he has. He says he'll be at SummerSlam, and he will beat Brock on Sunday. He guarantees it.
0: I just found out Some inside information moments ago that, ladies and gentlemen, Seth Rollins is here in Pittsburgh tonight. See, I don't know why you would cheer someone that's willing to go down in a blaze of glory to Brock Lesnar that way because it proves to me that Seth Rollins has more balls than he does brains. I got an accurate assessment from Mr. Heyman, a spark on the face of the beast. Is he indeed here? Burn it! There is Seth Rollins, steel chair in hand, dragging himself across the stage. What the hell does Seth think he's doing? This is just dumb. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Oh, Rollins went right after Lesnar, and Brock went right for the ribs. No surprise here. Once Seth should heeded the words of Heyman. And now Rollins trying somehow to take Lesnar down, but Lesnar's got a steel chair in hand. So Rollins has got to get out of there. Rollins should have never got in there in the first place. Rollins dragged himself to the ring. He's defenseless. And Lesnar again put the chair as a weapon.
4: You know, you love something so much. You love something so much should do anything to protect it to keep it safe even if the thing you love keeps you getting beat to a pulp inside and out week after week after week for me the answer is yes this is all I am every second of every day
5: this is all I've ever wanted this is all I've got
3: I'll
4: be at SummerSlam
5: and I'll be Brock Lesnar
1: now, Mr. E. Shanae, you can talk mm-hmm. about again how big of a idiot do you gotta be if you're Seth Rollins to come running out there again this week.
2: I just I knew I knew it was a scam. I just knew the limp was bullshit. I knew he had hot fire ready for Brock Lesnar because why else would you go out there? Like you like you're really limping in skinny jeans. Thinking you're going to do anything with one chair. Like, I am appalled.
1: (laughs) I didn't think Seth Rollins needed to be there at all. And he definitely didn't need to get beat up again because. Not at all. Because the beating last week was so severe that there was no way that this week could top it. Right. So, I thought that was just a miscue in just trying to build a story. Now, they could have had Seth Rollins show up on the video screen and be like, hey, I'm beat up, I'm hurt, I really want to come out there and, you know, try to get some retribution from last week, but it's just not in my best interest this week. But on Sunday, you know, I'll be there, I'll be ready. You know, something like that, real simple. Mm -hmm. Instead of that whimpering, half beat the death promo they had him cut in the ring
2: that didn't work I would have preferred even if he said the exact same promo but at home resting <laughs> right right. <laughs> like why, why go get your ass beat again it's
1: like they overthink it it's like okay sometimes if you want us to like suspend our belief or disbelief rather then you have to kind of think about, like, a normal person's reality. If that happened to a normal person, they wouldn't be at the next day in church. You know what I'm saying? They'd be mm-hmm. hemmed up for, like, two weeks. It's, you know, on doctor's rest, doctors know. You know, the doctors have told me I can't do anything for two weeks. I can't train. I can't, you know what I'm saying? It's eating me up. So, SummerSlam's in, you know, two weeks, I'll be there. Something mm-hmm. simple. You know, just... just. Make us believe. Please. Charlie interviews Kurt Angle. He's going to be the referee for the Cedric uh, Alexander versus Drew McIntyre match tonight. Uh, Kurt says he's glad to be back home. And that's when the Street Profits arrive. They (laughs) hype up TakeOver. Uh, Angela Dawkins, again, stealing the show. Beatboxing the uh, Kurt Angle's theme song. Montez Ford says they want to get lit with Kurt Angle, so he's got the red cup full of that. Oh, it's not the num-num juice, it's milk. (laughs) Kurt Angle says that he promised his wife he wouldn't do anything crazy, and the street prophets ask if he's a man or Mike Canales. Oh? (laughs) Kurt agrees to a drink, so they're getting ready to do the do, and that's when Drew comes up. He's not impressed. He reminds Kurt Angle that he beat him the last time they faced each other and with his own move. And he hopes that Kurt Angle calls the match right down the middle. And if Angle messes around, Drew says he's going to crack his skull. How do you feel that they're using the street props? It's been about a month since they've been just kind of popping up. Just talking, not really
2: wrestling. I'm okay with it because... I guess when they become integrated into like into the show, it would be in the tag division. And what's even the tag division right now? I don't want them there to bullshit, right? So like, if we're going to do the tag division again, let's let's get some matches going, and then they can be in a match. But for right now, I'm cool with them in the back, because I'd be damned if they somebody sacrificial lambs. Like, yeah, you know,
1: I don't want that neither. Now You know what? When they do get that thing crunk up, though, you know who that could be a bad look for? If, mm. if the, you know, the reports are true that Jimmy so the Uso, no, oh,
2: the the Usos. Usos, yeah.
1: that Jimmy Uso's got to go away for a little while. He, he might
2: need to go talk to the people.
1: Yeah, it's because the street prophets are going to slide right into that little slide of the high energy get the crowd on their feet high flying tag team
2: cause here's the thing about them I don't care how much you drink you're too old to be getting DUIs like you got a whole ass wife a whole ass sibling you have Uber you have Lyft you have any number of ways to get where you need to go that don't involve you breaking the law so no that means you have a problem you you're not doing smart things and we don't like stupid people. Right. We like smart people.
1: So some not so smart people, Jimmy and <laughs> Joey boots and tights. They faced up against the Viking Raiders.
2: He had great hair though.
1: <laughs> yeah. The one kid did look like a yeah. little mini Bru- bruiser Brody.
2: Amazing.
1: I've already taxed at the bell. He runs wild and tags and Eric we get double teams, then Eric follows with the German suplex. Eric follows with strikes. He tags in Ivar. The powerbomb and the top rope splash follows. Then the Viking Raiders hit Thor's hammer, and they get the win. It looks like when the tag team division does finally get reset, that those boys right there are getting built up to be something fierce. I
2: can see it. It makes sense.
1: So Gallows and Anderson, their title run might not be that long. Cause
0: Are they I, the champions?
1: Yeah, they're the champions.
0: See, I missed that. Oh, we're getting to it.
1: Cedric Alexander versus Drew McIntyre. Kurt Angle is the special referee. Drew attacks during Alexander's entrance. He just basically kicks uh, Cedric's ass at ringside. Alexander tries to fight back. He runs Drew into the post and hits a tornado DDT on the ramp while everybody's looking at that brawl on the outside The Fiend arrives and he chokes out Kurt Angle with the mandible claw and the match is like, discontinued mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: when this first happened I thought this was going to lead to Cedric Alexander and Drew McIntyre being on SummerSlam but nope something else they might just be saving for next month I think that's more of a Raw, like, main event match.
2: Hmm, I can see it.
1: Big E and Xavier Woods versus the Good Brothers. So it's tag team champions versus tag team champions in this match. Anderson and Woods begin, AJ gets involved, and the OC beat down the New Day for the disqualification.
2: Yeah, that's what I thought I heard. <laughs> oh, mm, mm,
1: mm. That
3: gets when...
2: involved is a is a synonym for distraction.
1: <laughs> that's when ricochet runs down, makes the save, and he clears the ring. Mm. So, guess what you think happens next, Miss D, D. Jody? Tell me what you think. I know.
2: I would bet that they make a three-on-three tag match.
1: You would be correct. So we have a six-man tag match between Ricochet, Big E, and Xavier Woods versus the OC. Get the hot tag to Xavier Woods. He runs wild. He's working over the Good Brothers, and then he hits the honor roll on AJ. Shout out Mm -hmm. to all my uh, TNA fans. Consequences Creed in the house. The sliding knee strikes for a two-count. Ricochet flies in, and Big E dumps gallows. AJ hits the springboard forearm, but Ricochet clears him out, and Gallows cuts off Ricochet. Anderson hits the DDT, and then the Good Brothers hit the Magic Killer on Xavier Woods, and the Aww. OC gets the win. Oh, Yeah. And it was, this was a fun little match. Ricochet looked good. Big That's E. That's really
2: all that matters.
1: Oh, Big E, doing Big E things.
2: Hi. I would make a lot of poor decisions with Big E, and I wouldn't feel bad about it. Wouldn't <laughs> feel bad at all.
1: <laughs> Maybe since we've finally broken the seal with Kofi Kingston, Big E will get his chance as a <laughs> WWE champion one one run.
2: He should absolutely be champion just off Mike's skills alone, and the fact that he doesn't love himself, just throwing himself through like the ropes, headbutting people in the you know. You gotta reward that kind of poor choice making. Yeah. Right. All for the entertainment of us. (laughs) The pancake eating off here.
1: (laughs) Samoa Joe gets a heads up that Roman Reigns is on his way to the building. So Joe says he's out to the ring and the show is about to get shut down. (laughs) Joe calls out Roman because he doesn't want to wait anymore. He wants his apology, and nothing happens on this show until it happens. So Joe, like you said earlier, grabbed his chair, and he sits in the ring, and he shuts down Raw. He counts to three. Nothing happens. Roman doesn't come out. Joe says he has all night to wait unless Roman is scared to come out. Joe calls him a coward, and he waits a few more minutes. The crowd starts getting restless, and they start chanting CM Punk. So that's a universal sign of this is whack. <laughs> so Reigns is apparently pulling up in the parking lot. So Joe heads to the back to greet him. Joe heads out to the parking lot and meets Reigns. Uh, Roman gets out of the car and they're, you know, about to have an exchange of words. When all of a sudden Roman sees a car charging at him. And Roman has to dive back into his car. The car runs into the rental car that Roman is driving and Roman is all shook up, and Samoa Joe is on the scene asking for medics and making sure that Roman is okay. Tell
2: them to stay down, yeah, don't move.
1: It, it was just a switch, it's just a, a, a total switch from uh, Samoa Joe. Triple H is on the scene, Jamie Noble's on the scene, so you know it's real serious. Yeah. And they're all checking on Roman, and, and he's a little shook up, banged up from having to die back in the car, but it looks like he's going to be okay.
2: Let's them all and stick together.
1: Yeah, it was good. That was a good uh that was a good little show of sympathy from Joe.
2: It was beautiful. I couldn't shed a tear. <laughs> uh
1: the same man who I really wanted to choke out Dominic for the last like four months. Hateful. <laughs> Sh- show that type of compassion to a man who almost got run over in the parking lot.
2: I mean, he did almost get run over, like <laughs> Shit! Like there are a lot of ways that those stunt could have gone wrong. Like my God! Like even if the car hadn't hit him, the impact of hitting the car could have closed the door on Roman's ankle easily. Right. If Roman doesn't actually get back in the car the right way, so like yeah, give the man his sympathies.
1: The Iconics, Mandy Rose and Simon Deville, Alexa Bliss mm-hmm. and Nikki Cross, and the Kabuki Warriors. Are in a elimination match for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Sonya takes out Voice and Mandy cradles Billy Kay for a two count. The knee strike follows, and the champions get eliminated by Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville.
2: New champs coming, new champs coming. It started off nice.
1: I just have to take a moment for the iconics.
2: Are you mourning your face?
1: Yes, it was quite a run for Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Like I said all right. like I said, I, I came into this all about some Peyton Royce and I left this with a lot of love for Billy Kay.
3: Mm.
1: Sonya tags in, she and Manny they're looking for double teams. Mandy hits a knee strike for two. That's when Asuka fights off the implant buster. The Asuka lot follows. And Mandy Rose has to tap out. So Mandy and Sonya are eliminated. So the Kabuki Warriors are facing Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. And the winners will be your new women's tag team champions. Mm. Bliss tags in. But Kari Sane runs wild. The drop kick and blockbuster follow. The sliding D connects. And then Asuka tags in. They double team Nikki, Asuka armbars bars Alexa Bliss. That's when Bliss rolls up Asuka and that gets two count. We get the super kick by Asuka, tag to Kari Sane and the insane elbow is cut off by Nikki as she attacks Asuka in the ring skirt. Alexa Bliss hits the big right hand and the twisted Bliss, aka the sparkle splash on Kari Sane and Nikki and Asuka are your new women's tag team champions a choice go ahead tell me how you don't like it tell me how Alexa Bliss doesn't deserve go ahead tell me
2: I don't she don't (laughs) that's it listen um I can't give it that much energy I I like her now I saw her little 365 I have empathy for the concussion queen like sure but No. So, no. I'm not going to support this unearned win of hers. But it's here. I should have figured. It's fine.
1: At some point, whenever Alexa has a title match, the default is she's gonna win. I think there's only been like twice where she hasn't been the champion where she had a title match and didn't win.
2: That's a mess.
1: She's good. She's good on the mic. You get good on the mic, you get the belt in the women's division. Unfortunately,
2: but oh, that's annoying.
1: <laughs> Bailey's not that strong on the mic, but she she can hold her own.
2: My thing is, what was the point of giving a page if 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 she's not going to be the Paul Heyman for Oscar and Kyrie?
1: And what's the and see that's another thing. Managers for good, good baby face teams doesn't really work because like she's supposed to make sure they don't lose. Yeah,
2: that was bullshit. <laughs> like, I'm, like I know Paige can't wrestle, but Paige can pull Nikki's hair and get her away from Oscar.
1: Right? She could have pulled out of the ring. She or can. Something.
2: She can sweep a leg. Like she can do a little bit of something. Yeah, yeah. She can move Kyrie, or she can distract her. Like she can do something.
1: She needs to get. Bullshit. She needs to get a little bit more Zelina Vega in her game.
2: Paige used to be a bad guy. I don't know why she forgot. Is it her newest boyfriend real sweet? Like Is that what it is? I don't know. Is a bad influence on her?
1: <laughs> Main event segment is Miz TV. Miz and, Adolf, Miz and Dolph are out here to sign their SummerSlam contract. Miz hypes his match with Dolph on Sunday and he brings out HBK. Miz and uh, HBK hug and then that's when Dolph comes out. Dolph says that he'd rather do what he does rather than be an ass kicker ass kisser, excuse me, like HBK and Miz. Dolph claims that he's the best thing to happen to pro wrestling and has carried the company for the last 10 years. Dolph then (laughs) claims that he's a legend and when he beats Miz at SummerSlam the Miz, he will become a living legend. He signs the contract. Miz mocks Dolph and says his name calling doesn't work with him. And says Dolph needs to earn respect. And he can't wait to face Dolph next Monday night on Raw. Miz says Dolph looks confused. He says he should have read the contract. Miz says that he gave up his SummerSlam moment to someone else. So Dolph turns his attention to HBK. HBK says, nope, it isn't him. And that's when Goldberg arrives. And Dolph bells out the ring. Goldberg signs the contract and he says that Dolph is next. So Dolph is all in hysterics, retreating up the ramp, and then as he's going to leave, he runs right into uh, sweet chin music from HBK, and that's how your Monday Night Raw ended. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Goldberg is back for another match. Uh, he was the subject of all those promos. Dolph kept bringing his name up, talking reckless, so now you got to pay. Can't be talking about people and don't think they're not going to show up at your door eventually.
2: Well, I mean, everybody's server saying is what? Shouldn't have been talking shit, so if that's what he did, then he got what he got. I didn't know. Because even though I lead, lead a kayfabe life, I don't follow none of them on on Twitter or Instagram. So I didn't know that Dolph had been talking cash shit. So while nobody else was surprised that Goldberg was there, I was very surprised.
1: Well, in all those <laughs> interviews he kept saying, you know, HBK and, and Legends like Goldberg and they're coming out here trying to hop the spotlight like HBK and Goldberg. How
2: do you even mention Goldberg? You know, he'd be better, uh, you know, storyline. But he'd be better off mentioning, like, you know, Undertaker. Because <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker can't stay retired. But anyway. Uh, yeah, so, I, I, I don't know. Sure.
1: What was your judgment of this Monday Night Raw? What was your rate? Uh,
2: th- three. I'm being nice. Two. Really? Oh. Was it, it was It wasn't but it didn't do anything for me.
1: Yeah, I can see that. It had a lot of long matches.
2: It it wasn't bad. Don't get me wrong. There was nothing I hated except looking at Brock Lesnar. But as far as like, you know, yeah, disappointment with uh, Alexa winning the title, but happiness that the double Iconics didn't have it anymore. You know, per chance that means somebody will defend the title in the next six months. Who knows? Anything could happen. But it just wasn't intriguing enough for me to be like, oh, that was that's okay. It was just like it was very meh. Okay,
1: yeah, I thought it was a three. You know, we've seen better go home shows. I thought the show the week before was much better. Mm -hmm. If you had to look at it, I thought this week that and what's kind of been the new style—they're not wasting a lot of time with just talking for the sake of talking. Like, they're actually, mm-hmm. if, you know, if they got to waste time, they're actually, like, having matches wasted time. And that's kind of making the show flow a little bit better. And mm-hmm. uh, the talking point seeming more meaningful because it's only, like, significant stuff. you got to, like, you can't just be like, oh, it's Apollo Cruz back here talking. Uh, I know I ain't going to pay attention to that. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> so... I think they're doing a lot better job at making the show not seem so long. Like, you look up and it's like, oh, it's 9.30. Okay, not not too bad. That hour and a half went by kind of fast.
2: Well, I will say that. You're right. It, the three hours did seem to move quicker this week.
1: Yeah, so that's a plus. Than it from the past. Yeah,
2: for yeah, sure. That's
1: a plus. So every little tweak and twerk that they make that can make the show better and more streamlined, I'll take it. Cause some of them nights back here in uh, June, boy, whew, it was rough.
2: Yeah. Struggle by some <laughs> All
1: right. At this time, I'm going to turn it over to our SmackDown matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonay. So she can tell us about the show that she built.
2: Team blue. We out here. If it was up to me, it would be team Cerulean, but that's okay. Um, I don't know where they were. Uh, you know, I don't know where they were. But we start off with Charlotte. She says that every time she steps into the ring, we witness greatness. That we're not capable like she is. So even though we want it, we end up quitting. Trish was becoming great. And when the division got great, Trish saw Charlotte's greatness. And it ate Trish alive because she was never as good as Charlotte. And her whole generation can't match up. That's an interesting theory. Yeah, but Charlotte says she will shatter her dreams on Sunday and then runs a highlight video showcasing her greatness however said video is interrupted by a Trish video package. Which isn't really all that great, Tbh, But it angers Charlotte and that's all that it needs to happen. She's not amused by this at all. Trish arrives looking like the most gorgeous thing in the northern um, American continent. She says Charlotte didn't like that because Charlotte didn't get what she wanted, basically caught her ass a spoiled-ass bitch. Trish played that video to remind Charlotte why she is here and why Charlotte has her opportunities. Trish has been dreaming of one more match and wanted what Charlotte has now. She wants to prove herself to her kids, her fans, and herself. What is this with parents wanting to prove shit to their kids? Like, show their asses the highlight reel and go. Like, <laughs> remember when Buck um, Oberg said the same shit? That, like is- that little ch- but that, that little chunky baby is his. Talking about, I need to prove my son. Dude, what the fuck,
1: you know, the video was a lot. You know, it's one thing when you be like, "Mama, that was you" in a picture versus, "Mama, have you have to put her. that
2: shit in 4K and go about his business." <laughs> you
1: can okay. see me do it live in person.
2: Fuck these kids, okay? <laughs> prove it to my kids. But anyway. She says there is no greater feeling in this world than to be under these lights, and Charlotte may be the queen, but she's not Trish. Facts. Charlotte promises to make her bow down to the queen. Trish slaps her. Yes, she did. And Charlotte has the angry face until she smiles with her overly large um, teeth, and she backs off.
1: You know who's got to be pissed right now? Sasha Banks, because this was supposed to be her match.
2: Hmm. I won't, I won't I won't you know I can only deal with what is you know Right. And what is is Charlotte so mm-hmm. I guess.
1: Right. Come back Sasha we miss you.
2: Which is interesting though because if this was supposed to be Sasha were they really not going to have Charlotte in any match at all?
1: <laughs> they would have figured something out.
2: Yeah it would have been interesting to see who they put like well they probably would have put her with Moon. Yeah, you know she gotta have a title match. Yeah, like something would have happened that would that would have been interesting but to see. But they
1: people. built up this Sasha and and Trish match through the Royal Rumble and the Evolution build up. It was this was built up for it
2: was meant to be, and they're like the right size that is comparable. Like mm-hmm. it all just made sense. Right. Like for Charlotte to be like blah 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 blah. Like the aesthetic of being a blonde girl with big boobs is the same, but. She's not a Trish kind of wrestler. Right. Like, there's really nothing similar about them. So it's like, even if Trish was jealous of somebody, it wouldn't necessarily have been Charlotte. But that's just me. I'm thinking too hard about it. It is just the women's division. Anyway, Dolph versus Rey Mysterio. Before the match can even start, Dolph jumps Rey and beats him down onto oh, the floor. First, oh,
1: you're bearing the lead. Uh, people Teddy thought it Mark was Goldberg, Goldberg. <laughs> yeah I thought it was Goldberg too he got me
3: uh-huh.
1: and then it came out and he did the whole Goldberg entrance even with the light hitting his head on the door and letting the door come back and hit him it was so funny I actually really like this one a lot of people be like oh it's so cheap but this one got me
2: I mean sometimes a cheap pop is a great pop you know <laughs>
1: It wasn't quite the same as Chris Jericho doing it back in the day, but it was damn good.
2: Yeah. See, nobody's better
1: than Jericho. Jericho and Matt Riddle had some Twitter beef this week, too. Matt Riddle just... Ooh! Well, the WCW guys came in to defend Goldberg. So, like, Booker T, Lance Storm, uh, Chris Jericho, you know, they all came in and was like, you know... You need to have more respect for Goldberg, you know. If you you hope to be able to accomplish, you know, half of what he's accomplished as far as selling tickets and drawing money and all this stuff mm-hmm. and Matt Riddle's just, you know, he's a new school kid. He's like, I don't give a fuck about none of that. He's not a good right. wrestler. <laughs> right.
2: Said what I said. Like, I don't care if he's been in the business. He's shit. Which it's it's an opinion and It's one of those things where it's like, I'm an adult, but I'm in like that middle age where I'm old enough to remember, like, respect the people who come before you, but I'm also young enough to be like, call the shit for what it is kind of age. And I think people like Matt Riddle's aging younger, they're very much called the shit for what it is. Like, if I see a shit wrestler, that's a shit wrestler. I don't care. That y'all big up to him. I don't care that he was in the business for 15 years. I don't care that he sold out. I don't care that y'all were fans of him. He's trash. And to an extent, how can I tell Matt Riddle he's wrong for that when we feel that same way about Hulk Hogan, a lot of us? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he's not that great. The, the outfit was iconic and, you know, brother and blah, blah, blah. But he's, he's not impressive, actually. So why do I have to lie and act like he is? So I don't mind, you know, oh shit, I don't mind Matt Riddle and his feelings, but stay away from Chris Jericho. (laughs) Let's not get my faith involved in your shenanigans. But anyway, okay, so he came out to Goldberg's music very insultingly. He jumps right before the match even starts. Super kick follows. Referees and agents break it up, or he is down on the mat. Dolph hits another super kick and then says he put another legend down. Um, If Goldberg wants to fight at SummerSlam, guess what? He does what he does best on Sunday, and it will be Goldberg's last match. Everybody has 17 last matches, so that doesn't mean anything. (laughs) However, Ali arrives and takes out Dolphin as a suicide dive, which would you believe leads to a one-on-one match with Ali and Dolph?
1: Totally can't
2: believe it. Mind blown. Who thinks of these things? (laughs) Geniuses. Okay, Ali hits a drop kick. He follows with strikes and chops and then Zaguri. And then the rolling X-Factor for two. Dolph fires back, hits a clothesline, looks for the super kick. But Ali counters into a sunset flip for two. The super kick from Dolph then finishes Ali. So uh, Dolph is going into SummerSlam. A winner.
1: Now, I have a total objection with this. You do? Yes.
2: Why?
1: Because okay, let's count it back this week, last week, last Saturday, Saturday before that. So let's say five weeks ago
3: mm-hmm.
1: Ali was out here dropping back-to-back fire-ass promos, yep. talking about you know, I'm going to be for the championship, they can't hold me down, they, I write my own story, I see mm-hmm. myself as the champion, and I'm going to make it happen.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Not just a champion, the world champion, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Then, he goes to that Saturday night SmackDown, he gets beat. Comes mm-hmm. back on regular SmackDown on Tuesday, gets beat. Mm-hmm. Comes mm-hmm. back a week or later on SmackDown this week, mm-hmm. gets beat. Yikes. His mic skills are too good for him to be treated like Apollo Crews. Ha! <laughs> They, they they need to they need to rethink what they doing with Ali.
2: I mean Ali deserves.
1: They could have thrown anybody out here for Dolph to beat up after he beat up uh you yeah. know what I'm saying like It
2: didn't have to be Ali. It
1: could have yeah. been Apollo Crews. It just
2: should've...
1: just saying. <laughs> it
2: could have been so many people. You
1: know but you know like the people that the people halfway try to get behind they always do something to fuck them up. And then yeah. he'd be like, "Well, what's the need to get behind him if you if if I, you get me hype? I think he's gonna wrestle um, Nakamura on the pay per view and win the belt. Doesn't happen, okay? I, I I think he's going to like get in the mix eventually. When you know, like, okay, so here would be the uh, the most unfortunate thing to ever happen if Randy Orton was to win on Sunday." Mm-hmm. Then the most natural program would be with Ali because he hurt Ali.
2: Yeah.
1: For Kofi to get the title. And right. and they also brought that up in the thing twice. So, you know. So,
2: like, belt 10. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? So, maybe this could all be that thing. But hopefully, like, if, ugh, I don't want that all to happen. But, because um, <laughs> that means Randy Orton beat Kofi at some point. But, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, hold those things out. Hold those guys out. If he doesn't have anything better for him than get beat by Dolph Ziggler, don't put him on TV. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, sure. I, I'd be like, man, I would have been like, I would have done the H- Hogan. You want me to do what? No, uh, right. that doesn't work for me, brother.
2: <laughs> All right. They could have got a boots and tights while it really mattered. But anyway. Right. Hmm. So they show the highlights of the near-death experiences Roman Reigns has it had for the last, I don't know, three, four weeks. Next, commentary hypes up Brock versus Seth at SummerSlam, and there's a high highlights, lowlights from Raw. Showcasing such stupidity, and skinny jeans. Next, Roman Reigns talks of Kayla. A
1: cup pause, 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 Kayla Braxton is so adorable. I'm glad that she's finally got her chance to be on the main roster. As far as the announce crew, she's just so beautiful. She's always so bubbly and lively. And she dresses
2: well. She's not related to Tony, so I don't understand. <laughs> like, why is her last name Braxton? It's so weird. It's probably it, not
1: if for real, but you know.
2: But I want it to be because why else would you use Braxton if you're not a Braxton? Like, why can't you just be Saxton? Like,.
1: Because we already had one of those, and we don't want to confuse the folks that maybe they could be married.
2: Well, all black people look alike and related anyway, so what is the difference?
1: <laughs> Especially the light-skinned ones.
2: Right. Come on, medium brown, light brown. It is the same thing. Please. <laughs> anyway. So anyway, she interviews Reigns. They ask him how he's keeping things together. He says he's been through so much this year. But this time he doesn't know who's attacking him. The WWE offered him personal security, and this has affected his life and his chance to provide for his family. He said he knows his island, kin Samoa Joseph, so is responsible. And Big Man apologizes to him for having his name dragged through the mud. But the real attacker is still out there, and he will get answers tonight. Then they have some comments on Holly Race's death, and there are a special video package for him. Do you have
1: comments? Oh, yes. It was really well done. I meant to say this on the Raw. This is how you know that Raw is actually doing really well. When they air something that's really good. When my mom (laughs) chimes in. So my mom texts me after they showed the Harley Race package. And she's like, Mm -hmm. I know you didn't, you know, you're you're not old enough to to have watched him. But Harley Race was really the king in uh, his day or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I saw it towards the end. Not as much as you did, but it was good. And then uh, when the Roman thing happened, she actually called me and was like, who do you think it was? I was like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, well, I thought maybe you had some insight. I was like, no, mom, tonight I'm watching it just like you are. (laughs) She's like, well, she's like, it could be anybody. I'm like, yeah, well, we know it's not Samoa Joe. She's like, well, yeah, at least we do know that. So Rob was doing some good things because my mom was chiming in directly to me.
2: Come on, mom. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. okay next Natty Bo versus Ember Moon Natalia rolls to the floor and Ember Moon John woos her into the barricade Natty Bo sends Ember to the apron and locks on the sharpshooter on the floor and the match is stopped um again again whooping too much ass <laughs> Bailey arrives to make the save pulls Natalia off of Moon and then Natalia shoves Bailey down um you know, Bailey Natty walks off.
1: Still having a black girl's back.
2: See, this is what I mean. This is what I mean. So, when Eddie walks off, she's like trying to help Ember up. And Bamba's like, Bitch, don't touch me. We're not friends. And I feel like Bailey wanted to be like, Bitch, we even. I got over it when I beat your ass last week. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, I, it's fine. I, I
1: want you to be at 100% when we wrestle. I don't want you to have no excuses.
2: Right, right. Like, when I beat your ass, it's going to be despair. Black. A big deal. That's what I felt like she wanted to say, but Bailey's nice. She didn't say all that, so they kind of, you know, stand each other a little cautiously. But that's that for that. I feel like Natty bows a heel. It's so nice. I, yeah, I, I guess.
1: Yeah, listen,
2: but she's it, whack as a face. So let's let let's let her be. A but, bit they, of but they
1: but they're not gonna boo her, and that's the and that's the thing that's gonna like they probably going to be cheering her and Becky about the same. They, the best they could hope for if it's 50-50, like half the crowd is for Becky, half the crowd's for uh,
2: I mean, it is Canada, right. but at the end of the day, They're different. I don't even though she's a nice girl, I don't feel like she's a face. I feel like the best she can work at is just be like, you know, I know. Actually, I don't know because there's nobody who I think of like on the men's side who acts like her like kind of harmless not that interesting but i root for you anyway like i don't Mm -hmm. think i don't think that's a thing so anyway anyway the kevin Owens show starting he welcomes us and brings out shane shane doesn't arrive at first and then he finally dances his way out he gets a special intro partly because kevin interrupts it and says that he put his career on the line while shane didn't put anything on the line shane can say whatever he wants and do whatever he wants Kevin says that he wants Shane to do what's best for business and put his career on the line as well. Shane says, hell no. (laughs) He says, Kevin will be gone after SummerSlam because he's the best in the world. Shane says he could pin Kevin or submit him or Kevin could be counted out or DQ'd and then he'd be gone. Kevin says that Shane surprised him because he thought Shane had balls but has revealed that he has none. Come on Mike Canales. Shane says he has balls and brains and then Elias arrives. They Elias and attacks Kevin Owens. Kevin fights off Elias. Dumps Shane over the commentary table and Elias then attacks and he's a stunner on top of the announce table but then Shane attacks and lays and strikes because apparently he's in MMA now. Shane then topples the announce table onto Kevin and continues the attack. So basically Kevin is now sandwiched between a pushed over table and the barricade. Shane lays a chair on Kevin's face and then drop kicks the chair into Kevin's face. So dramatic. Gasp. Seemed too much.
1: Yeah, that was a good spot. That was a good segment.
2: You saw Shane breathing all hard, asthmatic Shane, as fuck. Shane
1: always breathing hard and sweating. Like, man, he gonna need to, He always as needs the asthma he's pump. He's
2: old and asthmatic. <laughs> this is what I be trying to tell you people. Like, it sounds great until you got this 52-year-old trying to do these moves. He's too old. The cardio capacity diminishes with age. It's not his fault. He just can't do
1: it. It's never like he was like a trained wrestler to begin with where he was actually right. ever in shape to really wrestle
2: right he never had the day in day out shape anyway then you wait until you're nine fifty 50 to be like a weekly person on a tv show actually doing shit like no honey no but again men don't love themselves so well these men don't love
1: themselves Kevin Owens so now, gonna beat his ass you thought did we talk about that match was that one of the matches I don't recall. Okay, yeah, well, who, what do you think is going to happen?
2: <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, but Shane has a way of winning even when it feels like he lost. Like, he gets the technical win. Right. And then the other person gets, like, the moral victory. So maybe that'll still keep going. But then that would mean Kevin got fired. So no, I don't think Kevin's going to get fired. But is it from the WWE or is it from SmackDown?
1: See yeah, see that to that that's what I was about to say. It's like it would actually be cool, even though I don't think he's going to. I think he's going to beat the shit out of the shane and win with the stunner. <laughs> but it would be cool as shit if he did get beat and they cast him away to like NXT UK for like a month or NXT regular yeah. ass NXT for a month. Yeah. And he was like down in NXT, like having to wrestle nobodies <laughs> and like getting the short end of some stuff. Like People harassing him, giving him a hard time because he had to come back to NXT. That could be a really cool storyline, but I doubt that's going to happen.
2: It could be a mood. Any hoodle. Next, Kevin Owens' best friend, Sami Zayn arrives and says he offered Alistair Black a gift last week, beating, up, beating him at SummerSlam since Aleister can't live up to the hype. But Aleister hasn't commented and just hides in his dark room. He's simply afraid. Aleister arrives. It says, their match is not happening as a Slam. Their match is happening now. Could you believe?
1: What do you think about him laying down cutting the promo?
2: Sammy did?
1: No, Aleister Black. You know how he comes out on that little thing that lifts him up for his
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Mm
1: -hmm. he was laying down on that and he was like, Sammy... You know, there's been a change in plans. You know, the match is happening now, but it was weird seeing because they shot him laying down on a thing with the mic in his hand. It's nasty. <laughs> it looked weird. I
2: mean, the angles.
1: I'm just it's glad. All he, about the result. I'm just glad he decided to show up to work. Stop hiding he, out. You know,
2: I'm happy that he's where he needs to be. It's mm. funny
1: how things happen. You can have matches when you actually show up into the arena and where the ring is.
2: I mean it, it helps you know it's it's an added bonus so this match that's starting right now could you believe Sammy lays in the chops and Nicole's line hits a two count chokes Alistair out in the ropes but Black fires back tongue twister and kicks until Sammy hits the back breaker for two Sammy follows with grounded strikes and then grounds the action Black fires back
1: I do this on purpose you know that right <laughs>
2: Sober with this. Black fires back with kicks, strikes, and clotheslines. Black follows with more kicks and the running niche. So there's a lot of Ks in this. <laughs> 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 the Springport Moonsault prize follows, and the Black mass finishes, and Alistair is your winner. Uh, yay. I guess.
1: So this is like another match that got cut from SummerSlam. That four-way women's match was probably going to be on SummerSlam. This match was supposed to be on SummerSlam. Mm. Making the cards smaller. Thank you. Thank you very much.
2: Yes. You're going to get out right at 11. What a blessing. <laughs> Sheldon is in the back. you looking a little awkward per use.
1: You know what he looks like?
2: Mm.
1: You know how you know like when you're trying to kill a fly and you're watching it and it's flying around and you're just waiting for it to land so you can... It. uh-huh that's, yeah. that, that's what he'd be looking like. Hopefully, they pay this off with something good.
2: Yeah, probably not. <laughs> fire, fire fun, house time. Bray loves that Finn isn't afraid of anything, but his courage is just ignorance in disguise. It's Finn's turn to hurt because the fiend is coming for him. Buka buka buka. Terrified
1: the mr rogers version of bray is cool it's the fiend that hooks with me
2: oh it should be scary
1: did you see that tom hanks is gonna play mr rogers
2: it's gonna be amazing
1: it's gonna be awesome right
2: that motherfucker started saying will you be my neighbor in the subway and i fucking cried <laughs> like i didn't even like mr rogers growing up the older i get the more i like I feel that affinity with him, but he was always dealing with them fucking puppets.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And them
2: shits look like the devil. So like I was never really big into Mr. Rogers.
1: Now isn't but, it funny that Bray White is doing Mr. Rogers with puppets who really do represent like the devil?
2: Listen, the facts be in front of your face the whole time, you just have to see them what they are. <laughs> the devil be hiding in plain sight. Anyway. <laughs> No, I love Mr. Rogers. And so I I think the what he's doing is so interesting and so funny. But like the puppets, I don't mm. like it. The fiend, yeah. I like it even less. It <laughs> disturbs my spirit. It makes me a little like uneasy. You know, have you ever been to like a haunted house and then not even been in it but just walked by it and been like, ah, <laughs> It's very bad. Like, it's like, I don't want to. <laughs> don't want to. It's very bad. Like, I'll never forget, there was a, not even a haunted house, but like a Hall of Mirrors type bullshit you can go to in Madame Tussauds in New York City. Okay. So you pay to get in Madame Tussauds and then I think you pay like $5 extra to go to like the little scary part. Right. So I go with the people and my friend's whatever happened scared the shit out of them because they (laughs) ran and pulled me and I dropped and then they jumped over me and kept going. And I was like, y'all are some fucking, the worst kind of people. Like, oh my God. Like I was so smart. I was in the middle, but then they jumped over me and I was left alone. And then I got to a point where I got up because, you know, I love myself. But I looked and at some point there was something to the right and then they were at the left and I was like, "Uh uh-uh. Like the fiend is the thing in the corner of your eye in a in a haunted house like that thing that you think you saw but you don't want to look and see because what the fuck it's very bad. that's all he gives me and it's so unsettling i don't like it
1: <laughs> um i bet you it's gonna be a very popular halloween costume this year
2: let me tell you where i won't be out <laughs> like no My first Halloween out in D.C., I was in Georgetown. You know where white people are. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Let me tell you how long ago it was. The girls gone while cameras were out. That's how long ago this was. A long time ago. But I'm out um, with my girls and there's a picture of me. It's on Facebook where I am cuddled with a clown because it's Halloween. But he was like, some Pennywise head ass. Like I have. There's no other picture of me where I look more terrified. <laughs> like, like he's got his arm on my shoulder, gripping me, and I am gripping myself. My fist is balled up. Like, don't get to. Oh my god! Like, no, I could. I cannot deal with the feet and multiple feet Oh hell no. Hell no! I have a heart attack. I'm old now. My heart can't take that kind of shit. Oh, I can't think of anything worse. Oh my god. But anyway, The Fiend. I like him at a distance. I like the idea of him more than I like looking at him.
1: Um, I know this is kind of off the subject, but it kind of ties into Bray Wyatt. Ain't about hmm. time for JoJo to come back?
2: What you think, she off maternity leave? Yes. I mean, who she going lead a baby with? His wife? That was rude. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that would stink if JoJo, like, would basically have to give up being a commentator just because she became a mom. I mean, I mean who's gonna no watch the
2: baby? It's like a baby, baby. It ain't even like a toddler. Yeah. She can't bring the baby on the road. Well, she can
1: keep the baby. Let the baby stay with her grand, her mom, and sister.
2: That means they got. Oh, who is watching that baby? And then you know they're talking mad shit. Like he's not even fully divorced, and here you are. What is this?
1: I'm just ready to say yes to JoJo again.
2: I mean, she probably looks really amazing with the pregnancy, like postpartum weight. Shh. Milk in the boobies? What? But probably twice the size it was before. But she don't got nobody to watch the baby. I can't imagine she'll be back. It's gonna take at least another month, I think. Okay. I think, cause like you don't want to leave a little baby alone that long. I would think. Hmm
1: they'll figure something know. out hopefully she can uh-uh. get back to her job though
2: yeah because these blondes are boring i only see it for renee that other one can go other <laughs> renee and <laughs> their name renee sue i
1: think her name is um Kristen or something like that
2: there's another renee who's the other renee
1: that's that's renee michelle that's um that's uh But the other blonde-haired, skinny reporter girl, her name's like Kristen or something.
2: See, that's too many. So we got Renee, 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 and then the other blonde girl.
1: Yeah, Renee Michelle. then
2: Kyla, and then Kyla, and then Charlie, and then Mm -hmm. there's another girl. Or did she leave? It's too many of them. No, she got, yeah,
1: she got fired. Um, Not Charlie, but the other girl. Yeah.
2: No, I know Charlie's still there. Mm -hmm. I miss when Charlie was a bitch.
1: Yeah, she's calmed it down a little bit,
2: and it's like I kind of enjoyed the attitude just because I feel like I feel like your back your backstage interviewer should have personality too mm-hmm. and you know when she was a bitch at least she wasn't neutral
1: right right
2: like it was just like ooh and then it's like when somebody comes at you like that, at least you get a, like a little spice to your character you can be like oh. You're doing a lot. Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> yeah, because everybody's response was always like, they'd look at her before they answer, like,
2: really? Okay. Right. Which I enjoy. Add some special moments to it. But we digress. Chad Gable. That's a name I haven't said in months. Meets with Elias backstage and Elias mocks him for being short and youthful.
1: What have they done to Chad Gable? They made the man cut his hair.
2: He looks so nondescript now. Like he could be anybody.
1: They got him out here not standing up for himself.
2: He looked like little bitch. Like, who are you? Like you was it the hair? Are you Samson right now? Like what? Do we need to grow it back? So we yes. need to get tracks for the baby. They have this thing <laughs> called microlinks. So we can do that for you. Like, what do you need? Tell me, we'll we'll do it,
1: man. Chad Gable.
2: My is looking great, though. <laughs> <laughs> My priorities. <laughs> uh, there's a Kofi Kingston video package in response to the Randy Orton video package from last week, which prefaces a match between Biggie and Xavier versus Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowland. Which is technically your main event of the night. So what had happened was Big E applies the stretch muffler. Brian counters into the label lock. Big E powers up and into a powerbomb for two. Brian looks for a tag, gets it, and Eric hits the spin kick for two. Big E fights back, Woods tags in, and he follows with the rope walk elbow drop to Rowan, but Brian makes the save. Suicide spear by Big E, and Rowan hits Wood with the steps for the DQ. Oh. Post-match, Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan lay out the champions. How'd you feel? Did you care?
1: Oh, this was a bomb match. They got they have great matches. Yeah, they do. Dan, Daniel Bryan is is a... He does tag team wrestling really good. He, to make, he makes Eric Rowan even like a good wrestler.
2: <laughs> Stay in talent. Stay in the new day. Roman Reigns walks backstage and kicks everyone but Buddy Murphy out of the locker room. Chuck, who even knew he knew Buddy Murphy.
1: <laughs> Did you even know Buddy Murphy?
2: Nah, I'm gonna be honest, I don't.
1: Jay didn't either. She texts me like,
2: "Who's that dude? Roman just ran up on." I was like, "That's Buddy. I know.
1: That's Buddy Murphy. Yeah. Alexa Bliss is I, the old man. Oh, Really? Yeah.
2: Hmm. Taste so." I know him because I rem- oh, he's like vaguely gingerish and I know he's got an accent. But like know him to see him? No. No, no, no. <laughs> but when somebody's like, that's Buddy Murphy, I'm like, oh yeah that is Buddy Murphy. But at first I was like, why is he pulling what's that boy's name? He slid? It's Kurt Hawkins. Oh,
1: Kurt Hawkins.
2: <laughs> it is Kurt Hawkins. I was like, why is he pulling Kurt Hawkins to the side? Like, what does he have to do with this? So yeah. and I-, I don't really know who Buddy Murphy is. <laughs> but anyway roman wants to know if he's the attempted murderer Reigns says he thinks it's him but he says he knows nothing don't want no trouble no smoke murphy then says to roman however and this is not how you know he doesn't love himself but even if he did know something he would never tell Reigns anyway so roman is like say word smacks the shit out of him and proceeds to kick his ass Throw him up against the wall. And Buddy's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I changed my mind. I think I know things. Rowan did it. So, Roman is like, Daniel Bryan and Rowan? He was like, no, 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 no. I didn't see Daniel Bryan. I saw <laughs> Rowan. He was really specific. He was like, I didn't see Daniel Bryan. I saw Rowan. And he was like, okay. So, then the camera switches to the ring where Daniel Bryan and Rowan are in the ring looking at the monitor, looking kind of concerned, mildly confused. This is how your SmackDown ends, so we shall see how this all shakes up. All right, I
0: need everybody out. Everybody get out. No, buddy, you sit down. You ain't going nowhere. I saw you were there. Now I want to know if you did it. Did what? Did what? Did you drive the forklift? Were you around it? Were you in that car that tried to hit me last night? I don't know what you're talking about. Now you don't know what I'm talking about. All right, let's just put it out there. I saw the footage. I saw you in that hallway. So that makes me assume that you did it or you know exactly who did it. So tell me who did it. Listen, man. I'm not lying to you. I promise. I don't know who did it. Alright, I'm gonna ask you one more time. If you don't give me the answer I want, it's not going well for you. Listen, man, I don't want any trouble. Do not want any trouble at all.
5: I don't know who did it. But if I did, I still wouldn't tell you a damn thing.
0: Who did it, huh? I love you. You sure you don't want to tell me, huh? I'm going to ask you again. Who did it? Uh, who did it? Tell me who did it. Who did it? I'm on a name Run! did it. Ooh. Rowan. Rowan. You talking about, talking about Daniel Bryan and Rowan?
5: I couldn't see Daniel Bryan. I just saw Rowan.
1: It ended kind of weird because it, it, this was like one of the few times where they needed like their overrun, where they needed like yeah. another two minutes or so. Yeah. But, um... This... Even
2: even if just like a cameraman or where Daniel Mark could look at Aaron's like, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> <Right>.
1: <laughs> but the only thing I could think about when he was like, It was ruined. It was like he did it, he did it for the rock.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: uh, that was the running joke on Twitter. Like the whole time, like I bet it was Rikishi. <laughs> <laughs> My little blank ass I'm like why would it be Rikishi? But then, you know, <laughs> y'all started adding the gifts and I was like, oh, I see. I see. The uh
1: that Roman is the best Roman they could ever present.
2: Listen, badass Roman with the beard Roman is the only Roman that matters.
1: The Roman that's like out here looking to whoop somebody's ass and like He
2: kicked all them niggas out. <laughs> and where they go, they left. They're like okay.
1: They scattered for sure. He's like everybody except for you, and Buddy <laughs> Murphy was like,
2: "Oh no!" Everybody was like, "Fuck you, do anyway." <laughs> Out.
1: Man, when he threw him on that table though, and that table didn't break, I know that, that was shit
2: a real hurt. table. That was a whole ad, that. That's a table
1: table. Even Buddy Murphy's face was like, "Oh." <laughs>
2: You can, see from the, you can see from the way it was built, like oh, that's a, a table table. They don't even look the same.
1: <laughs> yeah, that one had the like the little uh, the the, the silver like ring around the edge of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was a good beat down It, it just kind of leaves a little bit more. Like they it looks like they might have had like three more minutes playing, but the show ran a little bit long and they couldn't get yeah. it on TV.
2: But I like it though, because it's fairly like I'm not beating your ass because I want to beat your ass. I'm beating your ass because I need to know things. Right. Just tell me the things. Oh, you tell me the things. Okay, I can relax.
1: <laughs> Apparently, this was another episode of SmackDown that got like rewritten a bunch. Uh,
2: I don't know if it was as obvious as the one last week though.
1: Right. Right. The
2: one last week just looked disjointed and confused as hell.
1: Right. Right.
2: Well, at least this time, whatever adjustments were made were fairly logical.
1: I like SmackDown. I enjoyed it like I do every week. Of course
2: you week. do. <laughs> Who doesn't enjoy SmackDown?
1: It was fun.
2: What kind of thing is that to say? The, I enjoyed SmackDown. The, Everybody does. The
1: Kofi Kingston rebuttal? Oh, even better than the, uh, just, the, just the cherry on top of this program for me. Uh, they've done a masterful job with the build to this match. Now, the boys just gotta represent the ring for me. And I can be satisfied. Only if Kofi Kingston wins, though. I usually don't Mm. be like, I'm gonna turn, my tea. I'm gonna turn off the network if Kofi lo- if somebody loses, but I might if Kofi loses. I might have you to
2: really like, might. I
1: might have to walk around the block for a second. <laughs>
2: That's how I felt at WrestleMania, but then I was just like, I didn't know. Actually, I didn't. Let me not lie, because I didn't think anything good was gonna happen at WrestleMania. I tell you, when you have no expectations, when your feelings get hurt, it doesn't hurt as bad. Right, right. But you still be hurt though. Like, if Randy Orton picks up that damn bell, I'm going to be in my bag. I wants <laughs> to be in a glass cage of emotions if he wins,
1: <laughs> I know, man. It's going to be so sour for me. Because I'm like, they need to get Kofi a strong win. He needs to beat somebody significant. Randy Orton is the person he needs to beat. Because of the history, as soon as he won the title, I was like, they need to do this program. Was, and then Moe underscore Reese was like, no, it's too big. It's too big. They got to save it for a big show. So they're saving it for SummerSlam. <laughs> so best of both worlds, I guess.
2: If, if it ends correctly.
1: If it ends correctly, you're right. We'll shift over to NXT. Real quick episode of NXT. We have the NXT Tag Team Title Contract Signing. William Regal is in charge of the contract signing. He brings out the champions, the Street Profits. The undisputed era didn't arrive after they got a proper introduction from the Street Profits. Montez Ford called that man. He said, Kyle O'Reilly Auto Parts. (laughs) And he called he called, who he called? call Bobby Fish? He called Bobby Fish somebody, but anyway he is like, the undisputed era, the next team that's gonna get their ass whooped by the Street Profits. So they come out. Bobby Fish mocks the champions for trying to be funny. Kyler Riley says he chose not to laugh because it wasn't funny. Fish says that the Profits aren't on their level but at least their autographs are in demand and tells them to sign the contract. They're not only better than them but they're also funnier than them the undisputed tell a joke, the Street Profits are the NXT Tag Team Champions. Fish says that was funny and that it slayed him. Ford says that they shocked the system since arriving at NXT. They're always on TV and they've been on every TakeOver. They've beaten every team in NXT and are likely the best tag team in NXT history. But losing is not an option for the Street Profits at TakeOver. The only option for them is to win, 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 win at TakeOver, and they will beat that ass, and that is undisputed. So the Street Profits signed the contract, Fish and Rally signed the contract, they have a stare down, but nobody touches, and we're set for a match on Saturday night. They give us the hype package for the triple threat for the North American title between the Velveteen Dream, Roderick Strong, and Pete Dunne. Then we also get a really good video package for the Shayna Baszler versus Me and Yim match, which Didi, Jonay, when you watch this on Saturday, you will enjoy because they highlight the beating up of uh, Shayna Baszler's friends. Yeah. <laughs> Shane Thorne versus Joaquin Weil. Weil hits the powerbomb for a two-count. Thorne then counters the DTZ, the, the DZT, excuse me, because of course DZJ's version of the DDT. He lays in strikes as they trade. Thorne then gets cut off and he dumps Wilder to the floor. Wilder follows with a suicide dive and then the tote bag. He's fired up and then Thorne makes it back in and then he rolls back out of the ring again. Thorne pulls Wilder to the floor and runs him into the post and slams him into the steps. He throws Wild into the apron, rolls Wild back in. He hits him with a bicycle kick, and Shane Thorne gets the win. Then they hype up Eo Shirai versus Candice LeRae. That's going to take place at TakeOver. Now it's time for Matt Riddle versus Killian Day. As Matt Riddle's coming out for his entrance, Killian Dane attacks Riddle, does the flying crossbody, and then he starts to pummel him on the floor. Dane then hits the cannonball against the steps, and then he leaves. So we have no match. They hype Jordan Miles versus Cameron Grimes in the breakout tournament finals. That's going to be at takeover. Then we get footage of last week's Fandango reunion. They comment on the reunion as for as uh, Tyler Breeze as where he's been. Fandango says he was in too deep. He says they need to police themselves and their fashion sense is actually bad. And they need a makeover or re-imaging. And next week, they're going to face the Forgotten Sons. And then we get to end the show. Really long, like 10-minute video package on uh, Adam Cole and uh, Johnny Gargano and them leading up to their match uh, at TakeOver uh so the Adam Cole at all his um at all the live events apparently before his matches would have like a insert interview and be like hey Raleigh you're part of the uh Adam Cole Celebration Championship tour how does it feel to have Adam Cole in your city <laughs> <laughs> just doing Adam Cole things So we're going to run through that TakeOver card this Saturday night, 7 p.m. Check it out. Use the hashtag CastTakeOver to share your commentary with color. We're going to have Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai. The NXT Breakout Tournament Finals. Jordan Miles versus Cameron Grimes. The NXT Tag Team Championship match. The Street Profit versus the Undisputed Era. North American Championship match Triple Threat Velveteen Dream versus Pete Dunne versus Roderick Strong. NXT Women's Championship match Shayna Baszler versus Mia Yim. And the NXT Championship match two out of three falls, where the first fall is going to be, well, one fall is going to be a street fight. One fall is going to be a straight up wrestling match. And if it goes to a third and deciding fall, steven regal will determine what that match is and it's going to be between adam cole and johnny gargano yes this takeover has a chance to be awesome the two two women's matches excited to see that represent represent for the ladies i hope Mm -hmm. trevor lee like i said last week destroys jordan Miles. It, it would be awesome if the Street Profits defended these titles. You know what I'm saying? to kind of keep their sh- rub going on Raw. But I don't think so. Uh, Velveteen Dream as well. This looks like uh, it's all been coming up for this prophecy of the in, uh, Undisputed Era getting all the titles. And they're in two title matches. And Adam Cole has the World Championship NXT title to start. So this could be the day. Where we come back next week and and and, and the dispute era has all the belts.
2: Mm, I wouldn't be mad at that.
1: Oh, they're gonna talk a lot of shit if that happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh I don't know, it's gonna be difficult. Hopefully they don't move too many people up after this SummerSlam because like man, NXT they don't really have a lot of people set to take those spots right now.
3: Like if Mm -hmm. Velveteen
1: Dream was to leave or Street Profits were to leave, they don't really have anybody set up right now to take those spots. So, I don't know. It's always bittersweet when my favorites get to this point in their NXT runs.
2: I need Velveteen to stay right where he is until (laughs) the hardest he takes Vince out. (laughs) I'm so serious about this. Like, I don't want him on the main stage yet.
1: I know. I know. You might not have a choice, though.
2: Well,
1: um, Update. Your man, your favorite, Tommaso Ciampa. He's looking stronger and stronger every day. his
3: uh,
1: his, uh He's looking really good on the Twitter and the workout videos he's posting. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's got his sights set on coming back. And uh, he's going to get reunited with Goldie.
3: Mm-hmm. I believe in
1: him. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. We've been missing him. <laughs> been missing him in the mix. So again, this weekend, Summer Slam weekend on Saturday night, the hashtag will be cast takeover. And then on Sunday for Summer Slam, the hashtag will be hashtag summer of slams. So please join us Saturday and Sunday in the live tweets and share your commentary with color. All right, Miss D.D. Jonay, we've come to that time on the show where it's time for your shout outs and thank yous.
2: Oh, shout out to Tatiana and Jade to the max. Shout out. Is this a spider on my ceiling? My God. Shout out to him. Defying gravity. Because what's gravity? Shout out to you. Shout out to Sam. Shout out to Greg and the baby. Um, shout out to Maurice. Uh, yeah,
1: that's it. All right. I just, before I get my shout outs and thank yous, just please support the sponsors over at CSPN.com or excuse me, CSPN.us, amazon.com. Do some shopping, support the sponsors, keep the podcast free. Also check out the Patreon page. Check out the dark match over on patreon.com forward slash CSPN media. Just give a shout out to Miss Dijonet, Greg, Sam. Hopefully Greg gets well soon. He got sick from the baby. Of course. of course. Of course. Of course. Shout out to all the ladies of the glow. Everybody who joins us each and every week in the live tweets. Also to all my New Japan pro wrestling fans. We're coming to the very end of the G1. This is the final uh, four days here coming up. The last day of the blocks is on Sunday. And then the finals are on Monday we're coming down to the wire. That should be very exciting. Remember to use the hashtag cast of strong style if you are watching and live tweeting uh, New Japan over this weekend. And on that note, for my raw or excuse me, for my Smackdown Mattis correspondent.
2: Well, I not claim that other place.
1: <laughs> I'm your host, Don DeLaRente. This has been episode 249 of the WrestleCast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo.
5: You call me a pariah, Miz. I'd rather be a pariah any day of the week doing what had to be done than be one of you two ass kissers sitting out here in the rain together. Any day of the week and stealing shows and carrying this company on my back even was I wasn't supposed to for the last decade and you know what I'm the best thing to happen to pro wrestling since you lost your smile and you lost your balls so you want to talk about legends you want to talk about legends with me there's only one in this ring right now and you are looking at him brother So you think for one second, Miz, you think for one second at SummerSlam you can beat me? Well, good luck, because when I win at SummerSlam, I will finally get the adulation and the appreciation that I deserve by being a living, breathing legend.
4: You know what's amazing about you, doll? This has been your MO since you've gotten here. You poke, you prod, you push buttons, and you call names, but name-calling didn't work in the fifth grade, and it's certainly not going to work now when I'm a grown ass man. Let me explain something to you. You want adulation. You want appreciation. And if you feel you haven't gotten it and you've been here for over a decade, guess what? It's not the WWE Universe. It's not the superstars. It's not the legends. It's you!
0: And I cannot wait, I cannot wait to get my hands on you next Monday night on Raw.
4: You look a bit confused, Dolph. See, you didn't read the fine print of that contract. See, I was thinking for the past week, you know, I'm going to have many future SummerSlam moments but the guy that you're going to face may not have many left. So the contract that you just signed for SummerSlam isn't me versus you. No, it is you versus someone else.